the success rate is 80% if you actually write down those goals. So your chances of succeeding in those goals is 80%. Welcome to the High Performance Health Podcast with your host, Angela Foster. The show where we talk about everything you need to break through limits and achieve a high performance mind, body and lifestyle. Hi friends, I am recording this while out for a nice stroll in the sunshine after a spot of lunch and I've had many requests after sharing my evening routine to share my morning routine and so I'm going to share a little bit about that on today's episode and the reason I say it a little is I don't want this to turn into too long an episode because this is after all bite-sized biohacks and I like to try to keep them within 10 minutes if possible so that you can have clips that can, you can really start to take action on what I'm saying straight away in bite-sized pieces. But the second reason as well is that it would take a lot longer really to go through my morning routine because it changes, it's quite dynamic in nature. And what I really want to share with you is things that I've learned um, and played with that will empower you to create your own morning routine. Because I don't believe there is a, such a thing as a perfect morning routine for every single day that you can kind of just copy and paste and do on a daily basis. I think in actual fact, it's much more about understanding the tools, your biohacking toolkit if you like, and within that actually starting to adapt to how you're feeling on the day, which probably sounds a little bit fluid, and I guess it is, but actually there's some fairly strict boundaries that I apply in making, um, in formulating that morning routine that I think you can, you may find useful after listening to this episode. So the first thing to say is how can it be dynamic and changing in nature, but also structured at the same time? And the way that I would explain that is that the first hour of your day is the most important hour of your day, in particular the first sort of 20 to 30 minutes. So as you're waking up, your brainwave, your brainwave state is changing. So if you've kind of been in a deep sleep, it'll start moving out of delta into theta, which is slower, much slower uh, than alpha, which is the next brainwave state. And alpha is kind of when you first wake up, particularly if you wake up in a good mood, that sort of lovely, gentle, dreamy state where you're relaxed, but you're not really thinking about too many things. And from there, we, uh, when we start going about our day and doing things, we move into a more beta brainwave state. And so as we're transitioning through those states, it's highly important that you do not pull out your phone and check it or look at email, social media, or any other things that are distractions, because what you will be doing is setting yourself up for a day of grasshopper brain and distractions. And these are what we call kind of cheap dopamine hits. They're not intrinsic dopamine that's motivated by you achieving something like a workout or a cold shower or something hard, a hard challenge that you've performed, whether you're learning something new. These are just cheap dopamine hits and they don't last. And so you'll be looking for more all day. And it also creates that sense of distraction for the brain early in the morning. And how you start your day is really how your day will go. It's the same with uh, having a really good, you know, protein and fiber and fat for your breakfast compared to something that's high carb. Then you're going to be craving carbs all day. So the first thing I would say is in terms of this structure is to really get that first hour of the day right. Just to set that aside for you. Now, I'm a mum of three children. Um, I don't always have an hour. Sometimes it's longer, sometimes it's shorter. But what I would say is definitely prioritize at least 20 minutes for you in the morning. Now within that, I then kind of, well, the reason I say it's dynamic in nature is that I will choose what I'm going to do with that time, depending on A, how much time I have that day, 
and B, what kind of state I'm waking up in. And that's really the dynamic part of it. So the non-negotiable is that I will always journal. Just as with my evening routine, I will always sit down and journal. I journal my gratitude. I write out my goals every single day. In fact, that's a really good thing that I've learned is that people who write down their goals, I think it amounts to about 2% of the population, not many. But the success rate is 80% if you actually write down those goals. So your chances of succeeding in those goals is 80%. So if you have goals that you're currently looking to achieve, which I hope you do, if you're a listener of this podcast, I'm pretty sure that you do have some, uh, some goals that you're working on, then write them down every day because it increases your chance of succeeding in those goals. It primes your brain to look for opportunities and behaviours that you can do and actions you can take um, to really succeed in the pursuit of those goals. Um, I've also found that with journaling, I have so many amazing insights. Uh, it really enhances my creativity and just helps me be more of service um, to everyone that I work with, really, uh, and generally in life. And, and that's really the pleasure that it brings me because it allows me to kind of deep, dig deep within and think, how can I serve more? How can I help more people? And uh, allows me that inner connection with myself. And so often what I'll be writing about in the morning is the question that I opened up the night before, before going to sleep. Um, but sometimes I won't even be doing that in the morning. That will just sort of permeate through my day. I find asking myself that question the night before in my subconscious, it just kind of goes to work on it, not just even the next day, but the next few days or weeks or months even. So it really does prime my brain. Um, so journaling is a big one. That's the non-negotiable, and I will do that. But in terms of other things with meditation, exercise, things like that, what order do I do them in? This is where it's dynamic in nature. So there will be some mornings where the first thing I do is to meditate. And I feel that really calming. I do some kind of creative visualization alongside it. Um, and it really helps me to connect with myself. But then there are other days where actually I will just go straight to exercise. Um, and some days, in fact, I will go straight to work. Uh, something that Stephen Kotler, I think, talks about is this flow state when you wake up. And I have to say, there's immense productivity that I can get. Uh, some days, you know, just from waking up sort of 4.35 and going straight at it. What I would say is it's highly depleting in terms of energy levels on the brain. And so when I do that, I do work in a recovery cycle kind of by about 9 a.m. But it is amazing to eat that frog, as Brian Tracy says, and, and get that task done very, very first thing. It's not something I do every day because I generally like to do something um, more spiritually based first thing in the morning. Um, but sometimes I will do that, and, and I, I must say, my brain is highly productive at that time. But otherwise, sometimes I'll, I'll actually go straight for exercise after journaling, um, and then maybe meditate later. And that often is when I'm not waking up quite so calm, <laughs> quite an energized person in the morning, um, but maybe I'm moving into more of a beta brainwave state, and I think that I might succumb to temptations to kind of look at other things first and not focus on my own priorities and I know that I'm you know maybe a little bit grasshoppery it could be because I've worked quite late maybe I've done something with the US the night before so I haven't really had as much wind down as I would like but when I wake up in that state I know that exercise is the answer and interestingly what I have observed and there's some science behind this is that the cortisol awakening response in women 
is actually at its highest at ovulation. And I find that, funnily enough, it's around that middle time of the month. I seem to have, you know, a bit more ants in my pants. I need to get going. So that's when I will uh, actually just go and hit the gym really early in the morning by kind of sort of 5.30 and work out for about an hour. Really helps not just with your body composition, but with things like BDNF. It really primes my brain to be calmer and more productive across the day, and it's great for learning. So in that situation, I will often be listening to something, an audio book or something that I'm trying to master. Again, try not to go through anything that would take me onto or into a rabbit hole of social media or blog articles or anything like that, because that's quite distracting. So generally, it would be a podcast that I'd already lined up that I wanted to listen to the night before, or it would be um, an audible book, because again, that's very easy. I can just go straight into that app and listen there while working out. And so I'll go into that, and then I'll come home and I may go straight to work at that point, meditate later, or I may do some meditation. So that's really where it's dynamic in nature. And so I'll be going into more of these in future episodes and why you might choose one over the other. But I just wanted to really plant that seed for you that when you're looking at your morning routine, I think often people can get, I think, overwhelmed by this idea that they must spend, you know, at least an hour a day, sometimes two hours a day, doing all these different things that they must fit in. They must, they must do gratitude. They must journal. They must meditate. We must... Um, exercise you know must do a cold shower must do this must do that and I just think actually that just sounds like a lot of hard work and I'm not sure that's really priming you for the best day I think what it should be is something intuitive particularly as women I think we're really really good at doing that so what I would encourage you to do if you're listening to this um, is actually just start observing what state you're waking up in and thinking how can I capitalize on this state or if I am waking up a little bit distracted distracted sorry how can I get back into the zone. Um, how can I calm my brain and bring back that focus and that creativity? And maybe some hard exercise is the answer. Um, and just, you know, let it flow, really. Go with what works for you and journal on it. That is the key thing. Honestly, so many insights from doing that and just tracking those changes, looking at how well you've slept. If you're still in your cycling years, looking at like what happens at different stages of the, of the month? How do you wake up? Also, what state are you going to bed in? What kind of thoughts are you having as you go to sleep? Because they're probably gonna inform much of how you feel the following morning. So that's really it, how I kind of create my morning routine. As I say, I will dive into the mechanics of the different pieces in future episodes and, and I guess more detail on why I pick which activities I do. I just wanted to give you that overview and hopefully you'll be able to take some of this away and start really digging into yours and formulating the routine that isn't the perfect routine that you use every day, but the routines and things that you can adopt on a daily basis using some of your intuition to find the most suitable things for that morning. Uh, and keep me posted. Message me on Instagram at Angela S. Foster. I'm always there over there in my DMs. Let me know what you're working on, what your routine's like. Share with me because I would love to hear and we can always learn from each other. So thanks again for listening and I will see you next week for another bite-sized biohack. Thanks for listening. Remember to review and subscribe. You can grab the show notes, the resources and highlights of everything Angela mentioned over at angelafosterperformance.com. You can also snatch up plenty of other goodies, including the highly helpful Angela Recommends page, which is a list of everything she personally recommends to optimize your mind, body and lifestyle.